BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hi, Max. I wanted to share something with you. I wanted to tell you how grateful I am on how you've embraced your sobriety since day one. I'm grateful for how you changed your life. I'm grateful for the love you have for me. I'm grateful for you. Love, Mom. If your loved one is still struggling with addiction, you might not feel like you'll ever get to grateful. But we can show you how. At Karen, we've helped families overcome addiction for 70 years. So if your loved one is ready for something different, visit caron.org slash lost. You are tuning into the library with Tim Inico. Rapstation.com. Trying to figure out the perfect introduction from her next guest was tough because what hasn't been said about her? She's attractive, but her beauty is not what defines her. She is on one of the most widely recognizable album covers in the history of hip-hop, which is Ice-T's Power album. She's a mother, a B-girl. She was a part of the birth of West Coast hip-hop. She was the partner both romantically and professionally with Ice-T, and she's written a memoir along with Heidi Kuda called Definition of Down, My Life with Ice-T and the Birth of Hip-Hop. She's Darlene Ortiz, and I want to welcome her to the library with Tim Einenkel on rapstation.com. Wow. All right. <laughs> that was great. Thank you for being here. Man, thank you for having me. So, of course, you start the book Definition of Down with your father, Pete, and mother, Rose. You talk about living with your mother, who was an alcoholic, and then many times mm -hmm. you tried to escape that. At what age did you understand that what Rose's definition of motherhood wasn't what it was supposed to be? Oh, right off the top. Mm. Right right off the top. So, obviously, you, you definitely have read the book. Thank you. <laughs> uh, I, I, I recognize that right off the top because... I, I lived with my grandmother and my dad and the rest of his uh, family um, for the first three years of my life. So when my mother finally took me like, back to try and raise me from then on, I had already been like close to four years old. I totally saw the difference because I was like, wait a second, um, I don't like this, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So uh, right away I knew that this was, yeah, I was like, this isn't how I see these other women. Do you know what I'm saying? Like uh, acting and treating their children. So yeah, I knew right off the cuff. You you also write that Rose's family did not intervene, and I you know and and you mentioned you say it was kind of the culture back then that there wasn't much inter, you know intervention with even if your parent was an alcoholic or unfit. Uh, so mm -hmm. what, what what was your relation? You, you touched on there, but what was your relationship like with them? And have you ever now have you ever kind of confronted them about that? Wow, thanks for asking that. Um, uh, actually, I I could not stand my mother's family. I knew that they weren't uh, like my dad's family. Mm -hmm. They were very, very abusive, verbally, physically. Um, and I just thought as a child, I didn't have any choice um, until I got about maybe 10 years old. And I came back and I had really just had enough. And I told my dad that, do I have to keep going to visit her family? And he said, absolutely not. Why? What happened? He knew. I mean, I would tell him all the different things that were happening. And this time, it, something had gone way too far. And I told him, and he just told my mom. He said, she's not ever going to visit your family ever again. She doesn't want to go. So I hadn't seen them 
for the longest time. I mean, every now and then she'd like make me, you know, go to like a certain function at her family's, um, you know, my grandmother, her mother's house. Other than that, I totally stayed away from those people, especially when I finally left home as a teenager. I didn't see them for the longest time. And I mean, so I, if I could, I, I just tried to avoid them. They were just like her. Everybody's uh, alcoholics. They're very mean, cruel people, like almost every single one of them. I could count maybe two aunts and one uncle on her side that were like decent people. Mm. I, I think when you, when you know, when you, when you read reviews of this book or, you know, I mean, you, you get the description that this is kind of a quote unquote tell all book. But when I read the first chapter, I was, for me personally, I was kind of floored because I I felt, because, because when you're, 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 you're putting yourself out there, it's, you know, this is permanent, right? Um, right. So, mm-hmm. For me, when I read this chapter about you having an alcoholic mother and what you had to go through, I, I felt it was a tough one to write. Uh, I, I mean, if I was writing it, I feel I would it would have been a tough one for me to write. Um, uh-huh. So when you write a chapter like this, uh, that's so personal and it's really kind of making you, you know, somewhat vulnerable. Um, yeah. Is it therapeutic to do this? Or if it wasn't therapeutic, was there a personal benefit for you to kind of just make this, you know, known, write this on paper? Yeah. Yeah, it's both. It was very therapeutic, and I, I I had to. I mean, I've been wanting to since I was, like I said, um, even before I met Ice and knowing how you know amazing the rest of my life story would be, I knew that something had to happen. I said, I have to let people know, like, wait a second, because everybody always assumes, oh, a mother, a mother is supposed to be this, you know, loving, caring, the person in your life that's supposed to really look out for your, you know, your well-being. Mm-hmm. And it happens sometimes. Sometimes you don't get that. And those that don't get it, there's, there's other people out there, you know, in my position that I think, wow, I'm going to, I got to share this. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want them to think they're the only ones out there. And you can survive it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So um, I, I, I just knew that I had to tell it, whether it was in a book or not. I don't know. I was uh, young, but I know that I was like, oh, my gosh. I remember when I finally got away and I said, I can't wait to finally, you know, share this with some other, I know there's other people out there, other victims that this happened to. So it, it felt great. It wasn't hard. It wasn't difficult at all because I've been talking about this, you know, and dealing with it my whole life. And she passed uh, five years ago. So, I mean, I wanted to do it before then. So maybe it would have, maybe it would have kind of like helped her get out of her, you know, her problem, what have you, but right. never did. So, Yeah. But she's gone. My dad's gone, and she's gone. So, yeah. So, I mean, as as you write in the book, you uh, you you say one of the benefits of being Rose's daughter is that she didn't care where you were or what you were doing, uh, mm-hmm. and that kind of I think really gave you the opportunity to embrace and be a part of the birth of hip hop culture in the West Coast. Uh, mm-hmm. So, can you take us back to what was your first memory of hip of the hip hop scene in the West Coast, and then kind of what what drew you to the culture? Uh, I saw, what was the name of that show? Cause I only saw one episode and I watched it over and over. It was, um, Oh Lord. It's, I just had a, a little brain lapse right now, but it was a dance show. I was going to say beach street, but that came out later. This was actually before this. It was a dance show. The New York city breakers were breaking on it. Everybody had gazelles on, everybody had kangos on. It was very colorful and that just like totally locked it in. I mean, before that I heard, you know, songs and everything, but um, you know, the message and everything. But I, when I saw that, that dance show, I was, that, that was it. 
And I just like repeated the tape over and over and over again. And um, I just loved everything about it. I was like, wow, look at these guys. You know what I'm saying? Like their style, the music, every single thing about it, the, the DJing. And, and I just embraced all those elements. And the first thing I did was I went out and I found the first person that I can think of in my city that could do graffiti. Mm. Of course, it was nowhere near that. All they were doing was tagging. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I went out and found like a, you know, like a, a cholo that can like tag. But I said, but look, look at this. And I showed him a picture. I said, look at the back of this guy's jacket. And it was some graffiti on the back of, you know, one of the dancers jackets that I saw on TV. And he and he totally, you know, uh, copied it. And I said, just do it all over my room. And as you walked into my room, it looked like a subway station on tilt. You know, it was like, <laughs> it was like a New York subway station. But that, I mean, I just totally ate it up for some reason. You know what I'm saying? Like a lot of times people don't know why, but it just, wow, my eyes just lit up. And I said, that, that's, that's me. <laughs> What I really like is that you write about, you talk about being a B-girl in the, in the, in the book. And I think mm-hmm. a lot of times in hip-hop, we don't get the... It's, it's, it's a very male-dominated culture. Um, mm-hmm. And so a lot of times we don't get the, the B-girl point of view. Um, was it tough back then to be a girl and to kind of make a name for yourself as a B-girl versus if you were a B-boy? Um, not, not to me. Because we already already had a little dance group, so what we would do was we were doing like um, the I guess you would call it like the girly type, more feminine moves. So we were doing like the more of a booty shaking. You know, it was called the freak, and uh, and it, and it was more of a very feminine, you know, sexual type of movement in the dancing. And then we had already had like a girl group called the Heartbreakers after the song heartbreaking heartbreakers um and we and we went ahead and joined the guys so the guy said oh this is kind of cool and so the next you know i got rid of all the other girls and it was just solo me and i joined a guy group and then they would do like their hardcore you know floor moves um every now and then i did i did some pop locking and i could up rock that's my favorite (laughs) i didn't do a lot of the hardcore heavy floor stuff because i thought that was very very way too masculine for me you know what i'm saying but i I would try it a couple a couple spins but no, I would just do a little up rock and then do a little feminine little add, addition to it. And then I would, they would incorporate me in their like routines. All of a sudden I was like, boom, here's the girl. <laughs> you know what I'm so, so no, I actually found it. Um, they embraced it. You know what I'm saying? They were looking like, okay, here's this girl. It's not, she's not trying to like, Oh look, you know, little lady. No, they were, they were very welcoming. So it was, I was surprised myself. So no, nah, we had our own group and then I joined in with the male and it was fine. It was cool because they just said, wow, look, she just looks like us, but she's a female version, you know? So it was very cool, man. So, so admittedly, I, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a East Coast guy. So, uh, mm-hmm. and I grew up on Public Enemy. And then, of course, like NWA, I, of course, heard of them and, and bought their, my, my grandmother, of all people, uh, bought us, I love bought, it. Bought us our, their bootleg, uh, NWA tapes a few times. Uh, <laughs> I love it. And when my grandmother asked us, what does NWA stand for? My brother, quickly said <gasps> nice with attitude so oh stop <laughs> yes <laughs> i love that i love it so when i so 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 learning about west coast hip-hop and i you know and especially when when you started getting in when when you're there for the birth of it uh is a new thing for me um and when i so i listened to interviews with west coast guys and i know ice t talks a lot about how when he first came on a scene as an mc that being around kind of New York and East Coast MCs kind of gave him "quote unquote" legitimacy. Mm-hmm. Was that the same for you as a B girl being around East Coast B girls? Did that 
give you bring you the same legitimacy? Well, actually, no, because see, I had already, um, I was into it so deep myself. I just, I crowned my myself. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, I, I literally crowned myself because I, I was into it before I went to New York. I mean, my first trip to New York was in eighty, early eighty seven. So I was into, um, you know, the B girl, B boy movement, eighty three, eighty four. And so when I, by the time I went to New York with Ice, I was more onto my young woman type get down. You know what I'm saying? Like I was ecstatic to just go to, you know, Studio 54 and the Palladium. So I was like, oh, I've got to put on my heels and my like strappy little dress. You know what I'm saying? So I had made that little transition myself, but I never would let it go. Like I still to this day will put on, I I favor my sneakers over my heels. You know what I'm saying? And like, I just, I do, I just make it happen and like go out and I feel a little bit, you know, like uh, better because I can move better in my sneakers and stuff. So no, I am. I mean, boy, you don't even know when I went to New York that first time I was done i mean i literally stood there it was like a movie scene you know like i had arrived and I'm, ah, you know? <laughs> <laughs> but no i kind of like felt like i i was already to me i felt like i was it just that just set me over the top you know uh, obviously hip-hop culture brought you you know a lot of joys and it, of course it, it it brought you your relationship with ice tea and it brought you a son uh can you tell us about your first meeting with ice and then what drew you to him Ah, okay. Well, no, I, I, um, when I met him, I, uh, was still, like I said, a, a B girl and I had just broken up with my, uh, B boy, hardcore boyfriend who was a break dancer. Um, he had just broke up with me several months before that. He was from New York, Osrock. So when I, when Tracy, cause I don't like to call him iced tea. It's interesting. I guess for the folks listening, I'll go along, but anyway, it's, I'm used to Tracy, but iced tea walked in the Radiotron where I was dancing and um, we would just go there as a youth. It was a youth uh, club, keep kids off the streets in LA. And I was dancing and he walked in with his crew and I, we were all just mesmerized. It took me a little while to figure out that, wait, that's the same guy from the breaking movie. Um, But when, when they walked in, it was their, it was their attitude and their, their style. So when they walked in here, you got all these other younger, you know, boys, so to say, and here comes these men. And they walked in because he's nine years older than me. So they walk in and he's got the full fledged run DMC. And I was just like, whoa, <laughs> check him out. And he's got the, the hat on, the leather blazer, some jeans. But of course, back then in those early 80s, he had on the uh, double belt, you know what I'm saying, with little spikes or whatever on it. Oh, it was hilarious. Now that you look back at the pictures, I'm like, I would like to see what you were wearing, okay, with <laughs> But. It, it just it just blew my mind. I, w- I was mesmerized. So ba- basically, that was the initial attraction. And then just to hear him speak that first meeting, that when I first met him that night, I never heard anyone speak like that. Like he has the gift of gab, and mm-hmm. I and of course I was young. I didn't know it was like it was it was game. You know what I'm saying? Right. But <laughs> in the beginning, but he was he was just incredible. Uh, my next two questions are actually, and you hinted at uh, about you call him Tracy, and we, the rest of us are known know, know him as Ice T, and they're more kind mm-hmm. of uh, uh, private personas versus public persona questions. Because um, mm-hmm. when I was reading the book, um, and this goes back to the, your introduction of the book, where what what really stood out to me of the whole introduction. I mean, there's a lot of things that stood out to me in the introduction, but what really stood out to me was that you kept on referring to him as Tracy. Uh, because, right. Because all of us know him as Ice T, but obviously you 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 have a more intimate relationship than a lot of people do with Ice T. Then, so <laughs> uh-huh. um, 
So what is for you? What is the difference between Ice T, the rapper, and Tracy, the person? Oh my God! I mean, where do I start? Really? I mean, no one had. You don't even have a clue. If I were to start on breaking down the the person that I really knew, you know, what I'm saying outside of that Ice T rapper persona, that character, it, it doesn't even compare. Like you would go. What? But of course, you know, you can't uh, put that out there when he's got his career and you're with him and stuff. I, that's why I would just be happy and I would just be, oh, yeah, I'm in the cut. I'm in the back. I do not care because this man is a, a super duper duper. That's why I think, swear to goodness on everything, knock on wood. That's, that's why I think I have yet to meet anybody, you know, great yet. It's right. been how long? Damn near 15 years. That fool put a hex on me. But anyway, he's <laughs> he. <laughs> He's super duper cool. Like, I mean, seriously, like I have to give it up. Somebody posted a picture up the other day, a meme of him, an old picture of him with his long perm and everything. And they said, rapper slash pimp. And I was like, well, I mean, you know, I guess, yeah. And I said, hey, I know we're not together any longer, but truth be told, this one fly mofo right here, because seriously, like he, he was so chill. Mm. He never tripped off anything. So it, it, it makes it really hard for me to like meet somebody else. Cause I was with him for what, two and a half decades. Wow. So yeah, when I meet somebody else, they always go, I hate this. People go, you need to get over that. Wait a second. You don't just get, first of all, you learn to, I'm attracted to that. Mm. So it's nothing to get over. Don't, don't just keep saying, Oh, you, you know, bring him up. No, I was a young lady. So when I, I like that, you know what I'm saying? So I like that kind of part in a human, not just him, not just, just period, like the way he acted, you know, towards me. So he would, if I had problems doing something right away, he'd jump up. Total gentleman. Like, absolutely nothing of what other people would take when they would see us together. They might go, oh, look, he's nice. He'd hold my hand. Totally loved PDA. So love that. I mean, I could do anything. I could see something on his face, and he's like, what? And I was like, oh, you got like it. Just get it. Pick it. Or whatever. And I could touch him. I mean, he, we, it was incredible. I mean, I'd break something, he'd never trip. It, you name it, uh, he was like the coolest on just about everything. Mm. So how can I complain? <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah. Also, I want to I want to talk about your 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 public versus uh you know private persona. I mean, you know, on the on the cover mm-hmm. on the cover of the album cover, Power, but also on the book, Definition of Down, the the photo of you, it's uh you know of you in a in a in a swimsuit with a shotgun. But what what is mm-hmm. um what what's the difference between Dar- Darlene Ortiz in the photo versus you not in the photo? Like when the camera was off, what was what was the difference? Well, that definitely is a character I'm putting on right there. That was like uh you know you know tough girl. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yes, you know the 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 uh, the power of um, you know uh, firearms, the power of sex and confidence. You know what I'm saying? The power of my strength, all that. But that's not me. I mean, I'm, I'm. If you, if I need to, I'll pull that lady out. But <laughs> it, I was probably fighting right there just to smile. I mean, I can't help it. I'm just, I, I, I enjoy life. I, I love it. Um, I, um, you know, people always ask me, "Are you ever down?" Or I can't. I've been through so much in my life that I appreciate just the, the smallest thing. So nothing trips me out. You know what I'm saying? It's very hard to get me upset and get me out. You really have to screw up. You really have to do something. I mean, look, even I have to laugh it off, even with 
my ex. I mean, you know what I'm saying? I have to go, wow, that was a trip. You know what I'm saying? Like, wait, what happened? People are like, were you ever that angry? I can't. I just can't. Yes, you get, you got your moments, but I don't stay on there too long. So thank God for that. But, um, but that, that's not me. You're looking at a, you're looking at a, um, at a character that you don't ever want to meet. It's there. You know what I'm saying? It exists in me. I can go there if need be. But nah, I'm, I, I have to give it up to myself and think that I'm pretty, pretty dang chill. So I'm, I'm all right. I'm happy go lucky person. But what, what I like about uh, when I when I was reading when I was doing more research on on our interview and I was look, listening to other interviews that you did and reading other interviews you did that you you were when you talk about the albums um, that you were on you you refer to them as we and not Ice T's albums mm-hmm. or our albums. Mm-hmm. What has been the reaction by people when you say that and and why do you say we? Uh, because I felt, I mean, he would um, include me, not just a photo together or all the videos together. He took me with him on his ride. Like, hey, look, you're part of me. You're part of my career. But from from the moment that we sit in the studio to him sitting there writing lyrics in front of me to, you know, actual recording them, making the video, putting them out, going to the, every single thing. I mean, you got to realize we were together 24-7 for seven years before our son came along. Mm. And what that means is not a day we were apart. So when they came along with the career, I mean, he was like, it's us. Everything was us. Even in the, if you look at a lot of his, which aren't up yet, I have so many of his interviews that I'm going to start re- releasing now that I have in a archives and memorabilia that I saved. In every single one of his videos, he, he includes his family. And that's so unique because, you know, no one else did it. I don't even think, I can't, still can't think of an artist that, that would do that. But so he, he made me feel that I was part of the group. So I just, I can't help it. I can't help but to refer as our, because that's how, that's how I felt. Right. Yeah. I mean, you, I mean, even, you know, obviously people, people, you know, when people do write-ups about you and they, and ice, they go, this is technically, this is the first quote unquote power couple. Right. And then they go, now we have Beyonce and Jay and and from them are Kanye and Kim, but you don't, but Kanye would never, would never, you, you get the sense that Kim never would say we, when it comes to Kanye's albums or Beyonce would never say we, when it comes to any of Jay or vice versa. Right. So I mean, yeah. for me, I'm, 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 I'm amazed that, and and, and you know, and, and in a good way, that you do say we, because it it just shows that this was a combined experience and 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 adventure for both of you. Exactly, you got it. You you hit it right on the head. And I, and then, like I said, I I initially wanted to call it a true hip hop love story because it really is. I mean, <laughs> it don't get any any realer than that. Not in hip hop, especially. No, I, I mean going back to the introduction of a definition of down my life with Ice T and the birth of hip hop. You write, uh, "quote Ours was a true love story that we met at the birth of this great cultural revolution known as hip hop was no accident." Uh, do you think, or have you ever thought about how your relationship would be different if you guys met now, with arguably the kind of the cultural rev- revolution being? At its adolescent stage, uh, would the struggle Ugh. would the struggle get would the struggle get the music out there be the same? You think? No, it wouldn't. It wouldn't have happened. It wouldn't have happened. And I don't think necessarily the well. Mm, 
I don't know. Uh, well, see, first of all, there's not a lot of uh, rappers out there on his level at this moment. There's not a lot of conscious, you know, conscious rappers out right now. So that one definitely he's he's ahead of his time, this dude. And um, two, I think social media would have just had a big, huge play on it. It would have killed it. It would have just killed it. It would have just I think it would have destroyed. It. I don't think we would have been together that long. I really don't. I don't even know how people do it nowadays. <laughs> it's it's hard it's hard enough for your average couple. I mean, I can't even imagine people are like, you know, now you've got this, you know, uh these these sites where people are like, oh, it's all it, I call it the look at me generation. Mm-hmm. It's like it's all about me, 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 and they're uh, you know, they're all narcissists and they're all out there. I mean, and I don't I don't know how they do it. I don't know how they'd survive. And I can easily say that because I'm not in a relationship. I wish I was, but that crap must be hard, man. I don't, I don't know. I don't think we would have, I don't think we would have lasted too long, you know, and, and there's just, it's just too easy out there. It's hard enough as it is in that kind of relationship because you're already, you're already, already fighting for, to be with them and the attention and everything. Cause you know, an artist, they're gone. You're gone. If you're not with them, like we were 24 seven, they're out there. So you don't know. And, and it's already crazy to have like the access, you know what I'm saying? How they have it where you've got these females and groupies. It's just so much easier. Everything is, it's easier and harder all at the same time. So good luck out there. But man, I don't know. I don't know if I can even ever get with the entertainer. I mean, I've been like, look, 15 years, I'm still single. <laughs> it's like, it's just rough up there. But no, nah, that, I don't think anything would have jumped off now. I mean, as a matter of fact, it's interesting to hear him talk. And right before he actually came out and met Coco, I've heard interviews with him where he said um, he was still technically, he was with me, but it was towards the end of our uh, relationship. And matter of fact, I was going to release a couple of the videos because I've never seen these interviews out there. And um, where he actually says, um, you know, that I saved his life, came around at a point in time where he needed somebody like that to be by his side and help him. And that he could not, and this was in like the 90, early 90s, 90s and he said that he could not meet somebody now because he would never know if he could trust them or not because he'd know if they were with them for him or for his power of money mm. you know like his fame and i'm like because we met and he was broke you know like look i'm gonna do this i'm gonna do that and he did it so we built it together so for him to say that and then say well you didn't have such a hard problem mm-hmm. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, but but anyway yeah i don't dude it's tough right now man I don't. I don't think anything would have jumped off. So. I mean, obviously, this book, uh, definition of definition of down, is not just about your relationship with Ice T, but it's also about your relationship with hip hop and hip hop culture. Uh, do you do you look at it now? And is the reason you fell in love with hip hop culture? Do you think it's the same reason you're you love it today? And then, what's the best thing uh, has? What's the best thing hip hop culture has brought you? Uh, um. Definitely the music, uh, music, oh, the styles, the clothes, just everything. I mean, as a whole, it's like the coolest thing. I mean, look how people gravitated towards it. It's amazing to think that this is something that, um, you know, everybody said is, is a fad. It's going to die. Like, uh, don't get into it too serious, girl. I mean, look, my people where I worked at thought I was crazy when I said, bye, y'all. Like, where are you going? I'm off. This fool got a record deal. Oh, bless your heart. Girl, you'll be back. My old boss said you can come back anytime you want. (laughs) It's going to go away. But I think it just gave people hope. There's a lot of great stuff out there, the the music and, you know, and um, helped people in the, um, in the barrios and in the ghetto, um, 
you know, relate. Like there's an artist out there talking uh, about things that I can relate to. So it gave that exposure. Other than that, you know, you all you had was, you know, hardcore country or rock and roll that was talking about, you know, their lives and things they were experiencing going through. Other than that, pop music and all that, nah. So, I mean, it gave, I think it gave us that, you know what I'm saying, um, great stuff that we can all relate to. Now, I mean, majority of the stuff I listen to is old school. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And I don't know if you heard about that, but I just heard that there was a, a poll taken that, that said that, wow, the, these last couple of years are the first years in a long time where throwback music has outsold, like, or the numbers are crazy or something like that, current music, like brand new releases. Like, it's like, no, people are buying more and more, you know, oh, wow. old school music, period. Yeah. It was like some crazy thing that I'd read or saw, but it, I, I thought, I can believe that. I mean, I'm constantly going, oh, I remember that song, and looking for it. And like, right. can I buy it? Because nowadays, it's like, anyway, yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy. But I see it. I kind of see some people grabbing, you know what I'm saying, grabbing at it and going, hey, you know what? I'm about to do this. I mean, look, it's great. Your J. Coles and your Kendricks and your, you know, there's even a lot of songs that, you know, that people that I like about Drake. And people are like, oh, Drakey, stop. No, that fool can flip it. He can go here if he wants and there. And I love it. Of course, thank God that I have a son that's that age, too, that, that can keep me in the loop. Other than that, I don't, think I'd, I don't think I'd ever reach in there for it. So I have to be honest and say, I don't know if I'd be so exposed to new stuff if I didn't have a kid that was in that age bracket. So. Did, you, did you guys know that when, when, this was, when this started, did you guys imagine that it would be as hip hop culture hip hop would be as big as it is today i mean was that something that like was 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 was, was reachable for understand you know kind of conceivable for you guys back then or was it what what you know, like what kept you guys in it i guess you know it was like it was uh every single milestone that happened like i remember when we you know when he first um got the deals and we're and we're like, wow, this is incredible. They're actually gonna pay this much money to put this money, you know. And then to see the sales. But then I think so every every single next thing that happened, like I remember when we that we first they booked the tour, first huge tour, the Dope Jam tour for for us, because there was a couple of them before that, but it was mostly um, East Coast artists. But the Dope Jam tour in '88, when they booked that. First of all, we couldn't believe, like, whoa, we're going to go how long out in the road? And we need a, a coach, you know what I'm saying? Like, sleep in, and we're going to have hotels. This is incredible. And uh, and it was those first shows. Arenas, packed. We're talking major stadiums. And so anytime something like that, like a big, huge, we're like, everybody's looking at each other like, this is, this is, you know, this is mega. This is, like, huge. So even though you already had, like, videos out and, you know, albums were selling, but those tours, when they started, just things like that. And then, then, of course, then you made your next move. Like when he started to do movies, that was incredible. So it was the next big thing. And it was like, wow, this rap and this hip-hop thing is uh, here to stay. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so finally, we, 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 you know, we talked about you being a B, a B girl. But uh, I always wonder what, you know, which element... I mean, right now it's a uh, lyric, right? Lyrics or being the MC is the the element that represents um, hip hop culture. Uh, but mm-hmm. for you, which element, ideally, which element would you have wanted to kind of be the, I guess, the the one representation for the rest of the world of hip hop culture? Uh, dance, of course. 
that that's that's just that's me. That's my outlet. That's my um my feel good. You know what I'm saying? When I'm having a, a bad day or a bad time. Um, but it's hard, you know what I'm saying? Because of course the music and then the DJing and, uh, but for me, it have to be the dance. It have to be, uh, you know, that element, I think, because, uh, yeah, I'd always gravitate to that. And thank God, like I said, not only that I can actually still move and do that <laughs> and get that out my system to do it, but, um, yeah. Damn near 50, so, but I'll be like, it's all right. He's got to stretch a little more, right? Just a little more stretching. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> Darlene Ortiz, author along with Heidi Kuda of Definition of Down, My Life with Ice-T and the Birth of Hip-Hop. Uh, thank you so much for joining me on the library with Tim Arnicale on RapStation.com. Thank you so much, man. Thank you for having me on. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey mom, first things first, thank you. It's my one year anniversary of my decision to say, yes, I need help, and yes, I choose me. And that's the miracle. I'm lucky that the strongest person I know is my own mother. Love you mom, Maxwell. Be that strong person who makes the difference. If your loved one is struggling with drugs and alcohol, reach out to Karen for a different kind of addiction treatment. Visit caron.org slash lost.